Hello, saints. I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Johannes, and my surname is Lata. I am a pastor in Kayalicha, in the area called uh, Harare Baptist Church in Kailicha. It is a joy indeed that we can uh, worship the Lord together this moment. Now, I would like us to first turn to the word of God, which is found in the prophet Joel in the Old Testament. Joel chapter 2, verse 18 to 27. It reads as follows. Then the Lord will be jealous for his land and take pity on his people. The Lord will reply to them, I am sending you grain, new wine and oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. I will drive the northern army far from you, pushing it into a patched and barren land with its front columns going into the eastern sea and those in the rear into the western sea. And its stench will go up, its smell will rise. Surely he has done great things. Be not afraid, O land, be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. Be not afraid, O wild animals, for the open pastures are becoming green. The trees are bearing the fruit, the fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Be glad, O people of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains and the righteousness he sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. The great locust and the young locust the other locusts and locust swarm. My great army that I send among you, you will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. Up to that point, we shall now stop at verse 27. Shall we just pause a little and uh, ask the Lord to bless the reading of his word? I pray. My great God and Heavenly Father, 
Thank you so much for the opportunity that in this fashion, your word can be transmitted and be heard in different places and by different people and in different situations. I pray for those that are listening, that Lord, you'll be able to minister to them, that your spirit will touch them and that Lord, you'll be the answer to the questions that they may have during the time in which we are living. Here I stand, here I am to proclaim and share your word. May I not stand in my own eloquency, but may you, through your Holy Spirit, minister to your people. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, saints, Having read from this particular passage, my theme is the restoration promise. The restoration promise. Uh, my first point that I'm going to talk about this restoration promise is verse 19, where God promises that he will give them new wine and grain, that is the Israelites. And point number two in verse 20, and God also promises that he will drive away the plague. And point number three, verse 21 and 22, God says to his people, don't be afraid. And point number four, Verse 23 and verse 24, God says there, be glad in Zion. Now, the last point, which is verse 25 to 27, God says there, he will repay the years that has been lost. God will repay the years which the locusts have eaten up. Now, another theme that says the restoration promise, here is the introduction. Joel is one of the minor prophets of the Old Testament. He prophesied more than 800 years before Christ. The name Joel means Jehovah is God. The promise of restoration is as a result of the prayer that was offered or the challenge that God brought to them in verse 12, where God says that they should come to, to the Lord and God will answer when they pray by fasting, weeping, and mourning. The priests were to weep between the temple and the entrance of the temple, between the temple and the altar. At that entrance, the priests were to whip and pray. And the attention is also in verse 19, when God promises that then the Lord will reply them. Now, this is what the Lord promises to restore to his people. As I mentioned, point number one, verse 19, let us listen what God says as he promises 
to restore his people. He says there in verse 19, he will give them grain and new wine. He'll give them grain and new wine. You and I know that grain is staple food and wine represents joy. And only, not only is there grain, grain and wine, he also promises that he will give them olive oil. Olive oil is one of the blessings that Israelite needs. And God continues to say that they will eat enough and they will be fully satisfied. It is obvious that when they would eat during the time of the plague, they wouldn't be satisfied. But God restores them and promises that when they eat, they will not only be satisfied, but they will be fully satisfied. And God continues to say, and never again will his people become the object of scorn. The people of Israel were an object of scorn during the time of the plague. Let us look at point number two in verse 20. There God says, he will drive away the plague. God will drive away the plague. Now, the plague came into enemies, and these enemies were coming in, in, in groups. And God says there in verse 20, he will drive away the first enemy and drive it into the, the, the sea, which is the Dead Sea. And the second line of the enemy, God was going to drive it into the Mediterranean Sea, the sea in the east. And God continues to say that the stench of these enemies, when they are drowned in that sea, the, the smell will rise up. This actually reminds us what God did when Israelite came from Egypt and he was on his way to the land of promise. When they got at the Red Sea, they were between the enemy and the Red Sea and God opened a way for them to pass through the, the Red Sea. And, and guess what? When they went through, Pharaoh's army, the enemy, also went into the sea, but they were all drowned. This is the same picture that we see that God promises that he will drive the, away the enemy. Now, this brings me to point number three. That is verse 21 and verse 22. God says to them, Israel, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It has been researched that sometimes it's not the cause that kills, but it is the fear of the cause that kills. It's like when the dog is about to attack you, it instills fear upon the person. Now, God tells Israel, don't be afraid. 
Instead of being afraid, in verse 21 and 22, he says, be glad and rejoice. It is not the time to be sad, but it is the time to rejoice because God says, God is allaying their fears. He said, don't be afraid. And also God continues to say that even the animals will rejoice. Why? Because the green pastures will be green again. When the famine has hit the people of God, even the animals are under fear. Now God says even the animals will rejoice because the green pastures will be there. There will be no longer drought, no longer hunger. And not only the animals are going to rejoice, and God continues to say there will be fruit on the trees. So there will be plenty of food even on the trees. In verse 23 and 24, which is point number four, God says, be glad in Zion. Be glad in Zion. Why? Because God is going to bring down rain. And the rain that God is going to bring is going to, to be a rain that will come in two seasons. It's going to be rain that is going to fall during autumn and also during spring. And the rain that's going to fall, the first rain is going to bring moisture to the seed and the germination of the plants. And the second rain is going to ripen the fruit and the food that has been planted in the fields. So God says, be glad in Zion, in Jerusalem, because God will bring the rains. And not only will there be rain, God also promises that there will be uh, plenty of grain and the threshing floor will be full of grain. Food will be plenty. Therefore, there is a reason that God says that they should be glad in Zion. Now, I am looking at verse 25 and 27, which is Point number five, God here promises that he will repay the years of loss. God will repay the years which the locusts have devoured. If you look at chapter one, verse four, looking at chapter one, verse four, I would like to just read it so that it can make a better sense. Verse 4, what the locust swam has left, the great locust have eaten. What the great locust have left, the young locust have eaten. What the young locust have left, other locusts have eaten. Now, this is the picture of the enemy when it comes, and this enemy were in the form of locusts. Now, God says he's going to repay that which was lost because the, the, these locusts came in, 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 in four waves. Well, 
Um, the first wave, it's called the, the stripping locusts. Now, the stripping locusts were there to strip any bark of tree or vegetation that was there in the land, just stripping. And also, the second wave is called the cutting locusts. What the stripping locusts have left out, the cutting locusts will come and cut any vegetation. And also, what the cutting locusts have left out, guess what? The swarming locusts will come. And these swarming locusts will just swarm on the fields. Nothing will be left. And what the swarming locusts have left out, another group of locusts will come. They are called the hoping locusts. They come and hop and make sure that they clean everything. You know, what is so sad about locusts is that when locusts start to devour, they eat from the mouth. At the same time, they, they pass out from the rear. They eat and they pass out. They eat. In other words, locusts are never satisfied. They do this day and night. The locusts are there to devour. Now, guess what? Looking at these locusts, but there is the opposite side of what the locusts have done. This is what God says. God says when he has restored what the locust has eaten, he says they will eat until their tummies are full. They will eat to their satisfaction. And also, it continues to say, and they will no longer become a scorn. They will not become a laughing stock. They will not become the talk of the town. And, and also, God says that they will know that uh, God is with Israel. They will know that God is the God of Israel. And this continues to say, and they will also understand there is no one like God. When God restores, these are the things that are becoming obvious. Now, brethren, let me now bring this emphasis. All these promises will be fulfilled in condition that you return to God. Looking at verse 12, God says there, start now. Pray and fast and weep and mourn. Now, coming back to God, that is the steps that one has got to take. Pray, fast, and mourn before God. Verse 13 says, tear, tear not your clothes, but tear your hearts, which is a sign of genuine repentance. In the olden days, when one is actually expressing remorse or repentance, they would tear their clothes. But here God says, no, Tearing the outside form of clothes, it's, it's hypocrisy. But the best way of repentance coming to God, tear your heart. That is genuine repentance. In conclusion, 
The way back to God, it is the root of repentance. This spiritual dullness that we are going through, with the pandemic, there is a spiritual dull, something has been stolen from us. Something has been taken away from us. As a result, there is that spiritual dullness. This spiritual dullness is worse than the, physic, the, the physical pandemic. Spiritual dullness is worse than the physical pandemic. It is spiritual. It makes one to despair. And it makes one to forget that if, if, if God, as if God is not in charge, when spiritual dullness settles in, people be, become too, too easy, too letting things go the way they, sh they, they, they are not supposed to go because people are complacent. That's spiritual dullness. Repentance is like taking a spiritual jab. The vaccine, the vaccine. Well, of course, yes, there are those physical jabs that we have taken. There is the Johnson & Johnson and there is the Pfizer. Of course, I've taken the two jabs of Pfizer. But guess what? The, the, the jabs are okay. The vaccination is very good to protect ourselves from this pandemic. But the question is, have you taken the spiritual vaccine? Have you invited Jesus to take the first and foremost position in your life? God is our restorer. We all need that heavenly rain, the rain that is going to restore our spiritual life, that God will bring back to us the joy of our salvation. What the locusts have stolen, God will restore. Let us ask God to restore the joy of walking with God, of serving God in the light of all the pandemic. Yes, people are alarmed, people are afraid, and people are dying, but God restores our joy of walking with God. Have you done that restoration? God is the God of restoration. I want to pray with you. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you, I bless you for your goodness, for your mercy that endures forever. Thank you for your word that we have just shared with your people. I pray that your favor and your mercy will be upon them. Bless them, Lord, as they listen in Jesus' name I pray, amen. You are blessed.